everyone. Welcome to No Smut Shaming. I'm Crystal. And I'm Kristen. And we're here to discuss all your favorite romance reads. And all the dirty details. This week we'll be talking about Helena Hunting's book, A Lie for a Lie. But first, how was your week? Oh, goodness. So... <laughs> <laughs> Two things I made. I finally made a hair appointment. You know, I go only like once every 18 months, which makes my hairdresser just super pissed. <laughs> She's like, your hair is nasty because <laughs> um, my hair just gets so dried out by the end. I'm just like, oh, so I got a hair appointment. I pampered myself. I did that. Proud of you. But I also was forced by my husband and pretty much everyone I talked to to make a knee appointment. <laughs> Um, so I made the knee appointment I had gone a few years ago. He basically was like, you know, you could stand to lose some weight. And I'm like, <laughs> Real? cool, cool, cool. Okay. So just, I'm fat. Okay. <laughs> so, and I, you know, I, I have a thick skin. I can handle that. And so, but that was right after I had my daughter. So of course I was like extra sensitive at my heaviest. I made the appointment. I see him again. I have lost, surprisingly didn't know. I lost about 23 pounds. He's like, you didn't know. And I'm like, I'm chasing a four-year-old. I was like, I don't know. I just probably missed a meal or something. They did x-rays of my knee again, and they're like, whoa. (laughs) Not good. (laughs) Not good. So my bone spurts have gotten way bigger. And he was just like, you don't like have a history. <laughs> you don't have like a history of like football or hockey. And I was like, do I do I look like I have a history of playing football or hockey? I don't have a history of that. But he said my the type of knee issues that I have is very rare. He's like, usually you, you're he, special. He sees them in people that have played hockey and football for a lot of years, not just like regular you know, life, just a yeah, 40 year old mom. And so I was like, mm. so. They did that. He's like, you're definitely going to need knee, knee replacement surgery. He's like, you probably could do it now. But he's like, I feel like you're kind of young. And I was like, oh, thanks. You know, <laughs> you finally compliment me on something. And so he's like, I would like to get you to 50. And I was like, I don't know if I can make it to 50. Um, I don't know if you can either. Yeah. And I was just like, I'll, I'll do the best I can. I go, but I did what you told me to do. And I lost the weight. And you said my knees got worse. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like I could be emaciated. And I'll just still be like, you know, my Creaking around. popcorn knees. And so he gave me some medication to try to help the the swelling or whatever. But I was like, OK, I'll, I'll probably see you in a few years, you know. But I mean, you guys, so we record this podcast on <laughs> I have like a little upstairs den area. <laughs> And Crystal has to walk up these stairs whenever uh-huh. we record, and it's just like quack, 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 quack. I literally take every step, like two steps. Like I take one step, walk, put the foot down, put the other foot down, and I like, yeah. I was like, you just need one of those motorized, like, yeah, chairs that go chairs. up the stairs. Gotta love my knees. But he's like, you know, since you don't have a history of being essentially athletic, this is strictly uh, just genetic. Because my dad just recently got knee replacement surgery, so he's like, it's definitely in your future. It's like, cool. You know, the only upside is that I'll get some time off at work. There you go. I'm just going to lay on my ass. (laughs) I mean, in 10 years, you'll have a new set of knees. I'll be part robot, man. I'll have my hearing aids. I know. We'll just. Yeah. You'll push me around and I'll yell at you. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be great. So how was your week? You know, my week is, it's going okay. It's October. I love October. Yeah. And we know what. October means. October means that Skelly is back. Skelly's back. So if you remember from last year, mm-hmm. I got a skeleton. <laughs> for sure you, you for remember. For sure you remember my skeleton. <laughs> and I love him. Mm-hmm. He's a part of the family. Definitely. His mm-hmm. name is Skelly. Mm-hmm. And he has a great time. I mean. And you have a great time I with Skelly. 
love Skelly. Yeah. I mean, I get so much joy out of just like moving him around, putting him in weird situations. You put him on a conference call, didn't you? Oh my gosh, I did. So we had a video team meeting. We're professionals. <laughs> On Friday, I, I put Skelly in my chair uh-huh. with his skeleton hands on the keyboard. And so when I flipped the camera on, he was <laughs> in the chair as me. And like everyone is like not laughing nearly as hard as Kristen is. I was easily laughing the hardest. Right. But someone on the team was like, oh, you've lost some weight. And I just like cracked up all over again. I mean, he just brings me so much joy. You gotta find the joy. I found it. I found the joy in Skelly. I love that when you texted me that Skelly was back, we had a full on conversation like we had been talking to Skelly. Like Skelly's like, (laughs) catch me up. What's been happening? And we're like, oh, Skelly. (laughs) How's work? And I'm like, next question. (laughs) Next question. How's this? How's that? We're like, oh. Skelly, you're asking the wrong question. I know. I mean, yeah, we did have a full conversation. That's what we do. Yeah, Yeah. that's what we do. Um, (laughs) Maybe we'll bring him on the podcast. (laughs) He's got a lot to say, you guys. A lot. (laughs) But that's the highlight of my week so far, and it will continue to be the highlight for the rest of the month. Excited about the fall. I know. It feels like fall a little bit. It's starting to, yeah, I love it. It's so great. I know. All right. Let's get into it. Oh, we're doing it. Let's do it. It's time. Um, Sure. Okay. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Uh huh. So this week we're doing A Lie for a Lie by Helena Hunting. Uh-huh. And this has a 4.07 on Goodreads. Oh. And this is the first in the All In series. Mm-hmm. The first out of four books. So this one has been pretty heavily recommended on the scale, right? It was recommended on the most recent time we asked. And we picked it because we have seen it come up quite a few times. Mm-hmm. So we're finally diving into this one. So this last time it was recommended by List the Book Lover on Instagram. So thank you for tossing it our way Mm -hmm. and you've convinced us. So this is our book this week. And I also told Kristen, because this is a hockey book, (laughs) I went through a pretty intense hockey phase when I was in junior high. I can't. (laughs) The first time you told me this, it just does not fit you at all, Uh, in my opinion. I would agree. So yeah. Let's do this. Let's do That's some hockey. That's pretty special. Mm-hmm. So this hockey stuff, it's, it's going to be very familiar to you. Oh, yeah. I'm going to know <laughs> all the terms. <laughs> so we start with RJ or Rook, and he's on an airplane. He's getting kind of settled in. He's getting his movie going. He's ready for this flight when all of a sudden a body lands Mm -hmm. in his lap. It's this very cute girl Mm -hmm. and she's in his lap. She's like apologizing. The more she struggles, the more tangled up she gets. So Mm -hmm. it's it must be cold where they're at because she's wearing a scarf mm-hmm. and the scarf has gotten caught in like her suitcase or the chair. It's like one of those really long scarves. So yeah. the more she tries to escape out of his lap, the tighter the scarf. She's killing herself. Pulls around her neck and it's choking her. She's like, oh my God, I'm choking myself. I'm so sorry. This is so embarrassing. Which is super hot. <laughs> Very sexy. This scene kicked it off so well for me because I felt like this was something that would happen to me. A thousand percent. I thought that. I was like, this would have been Kristen. (laughs) This feels like something that would happen to me where I'm just like in the stranger's lap choking myself on my scarf somehow. Like I loved this scene. It was so funny to me. But eventually he helps her (laughs) loosen the fabric around her neck so she can breathe again. She's like, thank you so much. This was not an attractive thing for me to... (laughs) 
<laughs> she was like, I didn't want to choke to death in your lap. Thank you for saving me. And she just ducks back into the, her seat in the plane. Which I think it's funny when this scene came up because at first he was like, ugh, like he thought it was going to be like another fan. Yes. You know? And I was just like, oh, wow, what a tough life you have. I know. He's like, oh, not more fans. Uh, yeah, just on my lap. Now, as a side note, I noted this down because it said, so, okay, so he gets on the first flight and mm-hmm. then there's a second smaller flight. Mm-hmm. It had said that he has to duck and turn sideways to get on the plane. And he's like, it comes with being over six feet, more than 200 pounds. And this just reminded me of every book that has a guy who's a little over six feet tall, 200 pounds this size, right? And it's just like, oh, I can't fit any spaces. (laughs) I'm like, it's not that big. Yeah. I mean, I've seen tall people on a plane. They seem to manage just fine. (laughs) Like, my husband's about that size. Right. And it, is he ducking? He's, I mean, the leg room is questionable, mm-hmm. but I feel like in every book, if they're this size, they're just like barely fitting through <laughs> doors and like <laughs> hunching into cars. I'm like, it's not that big. Right. Like, he's not seven feet tall and 350. Then I would understand. Yeah. Right. But it's like six foot, 200 pounds mm-hmm. isn't like abnormal. No. It's but every common. book I read, this is the same size of the guy in every book. He's this right. size. And he's just this big man. And he's in like, a I can't little find plane. shirts that fit. I'm like, it's not that. <laughs> that big <laughs> I just I had to point it out because he's like oh I have to duck and turn to get on a plane I'm like do you no <laughs> you like don't you get on just fine <laughs> don't understand <laughs> so as he boards this next flight barely he <laughs> finds his seat and next to him is the same woman who choked herself on his lap from the previous flight and she sees him and she's like oh no <laughs> like that's the person you never want to see again. No. Right? If yeah. you have an embarrassing moment, you want to pretend like it didn't happen. That's but, what I do. Right. Full denial. Never happened. Never happened. Block it out. If I think of it again, I'm like, oh, that was somebody else I knew who told me that story definitely wasn't me. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I mean, I am just full denial. So you wouldn't want to be on a smaller plane with this man. <laughs> no. That's like the worst nightmare. Unless he's as attractive as RJ. Yeah, he sounds pretty hot. And he's very sweet. He shakes her hand, introduces himself, and he tells her his name is RJ. And he's after, he's like, I don't know why I told her that was my name. It's his family name, right? It's really a nickname, right? His mm-hmm. his father, who recently passed away, called him RJ. And his siblings call him that. But everybody else calls him Rook or Rookie. So she knows him as RJ. And they just have a conversation like, what brings you to Alaska? They're going to Alaska. I didn't mention that. <laughs> he says that his family has a cabin up there. His brother was supposed to come, but his brother's wife is having some... Some diabetes issues. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she's pregnant. It's like a little bit. They're watching her. So he's going by himself. Didn't the dad die from complications with diabetes? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Great memory. <laughs> That like flew on past me. And I totally forgot. <laughs> and she tells him that she's working on her master's thesis and her focus is aquatic animals. And Ooh. so she loves dolphins and whales. So she's spending six weeks in Alaska to study them. And this is actually her third master's degree. Professional student. And she seems, I think she's pretty young. Like she is killing it out there. She's like 23, I thought. And she's just. She was really young. 25. Still, to have three masters at 25. Yes. Oof. 
very impressive. Mm-hmm. So they're on this plane, and I think it's a smaller plane, and they hit... Sounds like a prop plane, yeah. Yeah, quite a bit of turbulence. And she... Was this her first time flying? First time. I think it was, yeah. So she is already a little bit nervous, mm-hmm. and the turbulence on a small plane sets her over the edge. Does not handle it well. Mm-mm. Starts to feel really sick. He gives her a bag to breathe into. He holds her hair back while she throws up in this bag. I mean, he's a very kind stranger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's like stroking her neck, trying to make her feel better. I think it helps that she's attractive. True. Yeah. If it was me, he'd be like, oh, God. <laughs> I'd be like, please help me. <laughs> he's like, come on. Got to clean up on aisle one. <laughs> but yeah, he's like holding her, trying to soothe her as she's barfing right next to him in his bag. <laughs> he disposes of the barf bag. Oh, wow. I mean, he is just top notch. So nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. And she th- they land. She thanks him. How do you react when you're on a plane with turbulence? Like, you're cool with it? Uh, no. Um, I'm not uncool about it, uh-huh. but I'm not like, woo, it's like a ride. <laughs> 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 Roller coaster. Oh. I am very quiet. I get very quiet. Uh-huh. And I'm like, focused. Like, <laughs> like you're focused like, for I'm help. I'm the pilot. <laughs> I got lock in. <laughs> Lost track. Let me focus. <laughs> oh. I, I can't like read a book if there's turbulence. I, I have well, yeah. to like, I guess, focus on the task. I mean, hand. to be bouncing around and the air is just so scary. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. But I'm not one who's like, <laughs> I'm like, I put my hands on, I'll hold the chair so tight. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I think this will help. I'm going to die either way. And I'm like, I got to fly this plane to safety. <laughs> And so they land, right? She thanks him for being so nice to her. He was very nice to her. He then asks her, how are you planning to get to your cabin? And she's like, oh, I'm just gonna take the shuttle to town and get a cab there the rest of the way. And he offers to drive her. They find out that her cabin she's rented is just like half a mile from his cabin. So he's like, yeah, I'll take you. No big deal. They drive out there. They get to the cabin that she found online. And online, it was very cute. In person, it is not so cute. It's covered in dust. It smells musty. Like Mm. things are rotten. They're like coughing with all the dust in Uh. the air. And she's like, it's rustic. (laughs) And he's like, okay. Like the floor is creaking. It's not good. And he's like, I don't really know if this is the place for you. Like, I don't know if you should be staying here. She's like, nope, I'll be fine. I'll make it work. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, okay, but can I get your number just in case? Very smooth, RJ. Mm -hmm. She says yes. And then he leaves. Mm -hmm. And that's when she's like, oh my God, I have to live here. Like the panic sets in for her (laughs) the second he leaves. And she's like, it's so shitty in here. What am I going to do? But two days later, so she's been in the cabin for two days, (laughs) roughing it the cabin sucks she's like this is cold drafty dusty like Mm. it's just awful yeah there's a lot of spiders rodents and it's just there's no hot water so she's been taking ice cold showers in alaska i mean girl get Mm -hmm. out of there so she has an idea to go see rj and she's told herself like she's just gonna go drop off something as a thank you oh yeah Uh Mm -hmm. and so she just walks the half mile to his house because it's the only house out there like it's just the only (laughs) other house when she knocks on the door and he opens it he's just shirtless the dream stunning sexy (laughs) great bod she just drops what she had right she doesn't know 
but he is in the NHL. Oh, yeah. And he is just hot, hot stuff. Hot stuff. Hot stuff. So he's shirtless and she's like, oh, my sweet mm-hmm, heavens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's like, I brought you a gift. It's just like one of the it's a beer he likes as a thank you and apology. And he just invites her in, offers her a drink. Right. He's there alone, too. So he appreciates the company. I think it's funny, though. Like, how often have you seen a half naked man just like muscles? Very rare. Do you see half naked men in muscles? I've only seen it the one time he was he was gay. And even then, I still giggled like (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) when where it was when I did uh, my doudoir. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he was the only person I've ever seen that's just like abs, pecs, you know, just muscles everywhere. Yeah. And I still giggled. Like, I he was had shocked. A bod. I was shocked how much I giggled. I was just like acting like I've never seen a half naked man before, but I've never seen one that's just like zero body fat. Who's just like cut. And I was just like, oh, okay, can you move over there? <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh my God, I felt like an idiot. I'm telling you, it's a dangerous weapon they got. <laughs> Yeah, she's acting the same way. <laughs> He's even like, um, I'll get a shirt. And she's like, oh, no need. No, or, no, no. Only if you want to. I mm-hmm. mean, it's up to you. It's this your is house. my gift. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. But so they're just chatting. And you can tell he just finds her to be so cute. Like, he's just like enamored with her. Well, yeah, because he's probably just always in front of like puck bunnies. (laughs) Yeah, he's only used to women who are throwing themselves at him because he plays hockey and he's kind of famous. Right. And she doesn't know that that's what he does. She's never seen him before, doesn't know who he is. And Mm -hmm. she just is talking to him because she likes him as a person. Mm -hmm. And she's just herself and he loves it. Mm -hmm. He just thinks she's the cutest thing ever. And at some point he's like, why don't you just stay for dinner? He's making steak and she's like, yum. (laughs) Oh, and so this part made me laugh. So they're cooking. She asks him if she, if he wants her to add garlic to the meal. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I like it sometimes, but it depends. And she's like, what does it depend on? And he goes, who I'm eating with. Because <laughs> he's basically saying, like, if I'm on a date with a pretty girl. Don't want garlic breath. I don't want garlic breath. And she's like, does that mean you think I'm pretty? And he's like, you see yourself. What do you think? <laughs> and this, I texted you when I read this because she goes, my eyes are too big. <laughs> I know. I laugh. She goes, my eyes are too big. My nose is small. My lips are too full. And I was like, really, bitch? Right. Because I mean, everybody hates those. Everybody hates that. She's like, I don't know. I, I'm too I think pretty. that's exactly what you look for in a supermodel. Right. Is she tall too? She's uh-huh. like, my eyes and lips are too big and my mm. nose is so small. Disgusting. <laughs> what a beast. How is he going to eat? <laughs> when he's looking at this hideousness. <laughs> Like, girl, we know you're pretty. Mm-hmm. You know you're pretty. I know you're pretty. Yeah. He knows you're pretty. I and just... I told you, I go, what if she was just like, my eyes are small, my nose is big, I got thin lips. Then I'd be like, mm, okay. But she's like, oh, my eyes are too big and sparkly. My lips are too plump. My itty bitty nose. But he's just like, all I see is a whole lot of gorgeous. And she's like, you're gorgeous too. I mean, handsome. And so as they're having dinner, they're having a great time. He tells her about his childhood growing up on an alpaca farm. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, is that what you do now? Farm alpacas. He hesitates and he just gives like a noncommittal answer. And he goes, it's what I grew up doing. Mm -hmm. Not a lie. But not not completely the the truth. truth, Right. right? He's clearly keeping the fact that he's a professional hockey player. Which I kind of get. I get it too. He's getting to experience like what it's like just for a normal interaction with a girl. Yeah. 
know. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah. I also felt on the other side, though, if he said, oh, I play hockey now, mm-hmm. she would have just been like, okay. Yeah, she doesn't seem like the type that would have been like, ooh. <laughs> like, she's obviously not a big hockey fan if she didn't recognize him. Right. I don't think she would have changed that much if he just told her he played hockey. Right. I agree. Because to be honest, unless you're like, great, you're not making the money. So playing hockey doesn't necessarily mean you're like rolling in the dough. Yeah, he could be on a minor league. You don't know. I don't know. I just yeah. felt like I, I get both sides. Mm-hmm. But I think he could have just said, I play hockey and it would have been fine. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, okay. That male logic, though. <laughs> Gotta love it. <laughs> And so after dinner, they're, you know, washing dishes together and she makes a comment. She's like, oh, the hot water feels nice. He's like, what? (laughs) She's like, oh, yeah, I don't have any of that in my cabin. (laughs) And he's like, you don't have hot water. You can't go back there. You can't leave. Like, just stay the night tonight. Mm -hmm. And they're having a moment like with the suds. Suds are just so sexy. Suds are just sexy, Mm -hmm. you guys. They have a moment where he's like, Lainey, her name is Lainey, if I just said it before. (laughs) I don't think we said it. I don't think I said it. Her name is Lainey. He's like, Lainey, can I kiss you? And she's like, I I was hoping you would. Yes. I feel like I'm really playing this out with the voices. Oh, yeah. Do you, Spot are you getting the picture? On. I feel like I'm killing it mm-hmm. over here. Mm-hmm. Lainey, can I kiss you? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, please. <laughs> Ooh, the suds. <laughs> and then they're just making out in front of the sink and the dishes. <laughs> in front of the sink. Like this, the sink is like, oh, <laughs> I'm setting the scene. Go to the bedroom. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> now you can really picture it, I think. The yep. sink is there. Yeah, I mean, when a man washes dishes, it's it's a turn on. They're making out and she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And he's like, <laughs> for, for what? what? <laughs> she's like, for throwing myself at you. And he's like, I'm cool with this. <laughs> I feel like you make RG sound like a caveman. <laughs> You're like, for what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> and she's like, I should probably leave. And he's like, you don't need to leave. We have four bedrooms here. Mm-hmm. You can have a bedroom. It's nighttime. It's cold. Like, just stay here. It's fine. So she stays the night. In the morning, she kind of creeps out in there. She's like, I should probably be going. And he's like, or you could stay for breakfast if you want to. <laughs> she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then she tries to be like, I'm sure you've had a busy day. You know, I'll, I'll get going. And he's like, I don't have any plans. I'm going to last for myself. <laughs> The day's all yours. I mean, it really sounds like the perfect scenario for like a fling. Yes, there's mm-hmm. nothing else going on. Nope. They're both by themselves. There's no friends. There's no plans. Neither there's one no is a excursions. psycho. No, mm-hmm. they're just normal, hot, hot. people <laughs> living a half a mile apart mm-hmm. with literally nothing else to do. With so much potential to get it on. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's what they do. Oh, yeah. And immediately even like... <laughs> At breakfast, he's like shoving aside stuff on the counter, you know, like putting her on the counter and they just start going at it. Man, sounds like a good time. I know. (laughs) She has like her legs wrapped around him, but then it is interrupted because I think whenever he was like shoving things away, Mm -hmm. he tossed a towel onto the burner. So I think it's like the food's burning or something's burning. They have to break up and they spilled coffee. Like it's a whole big breakfast mess. Mm -hmm. And I think we talked about this in Wallbangers. We're like, you don't have to make a mess to be sexy and I gotta clean that up later. It's way less sexy if you have like a dirty kitchen to clean after. (laughs) Don't you think? I mean, it's not fun. I wouldn't want to. Like, can't the passion be in a clean area? Yeah, where there's pillows. You just throw the pillows around. (laughs) Go crazy with the pillows. But they have a nice day together, and eventually she does go back to her cabin. But that night, there's a huge thunderstorm. 
so hot. <laughs> right. So she ends up, he calls her, she calls him. She's lost power. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like when this happens, they can lose power for a few days. And again, that means she has no hot water. Body heat. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> And so he tells her that he'll come get her and he'll Mm -hmm. be there in a few minutes. She's very scared. He can tell too. Like she's, I think she's even maybe crying. Mm -hmm. She has a lot of anxiety around thunderstorms. Eventually he's like, I'm here for you if you want to talk about it. You seem very, very scared. Are you okay? And she does tell him why she's so terrified. Essentially, when she was in college, there was a big thunderstorm. Her building lost power. So when she, she was late to class that day. So she was on the way up the stairs to her lecture hall late. And there was a sound. And at first she thought it was thunder, but it wasn't. It was a student who had brought a semi-automatic to class. And there was a school shooting. That's legitimate fear. I can get that, And like, I think that was her class she would have been in if Mm -hmm. she wasn't late. So she has a lot of PTSD from that. Mm -hmm. And that comes around, especially during thunderstorms. But she tells him this and he's very sweet with her. He's, you know, trying to make sure she's as comfortable as possible. So he's like holding her and like cuddling her. And then the cuddling turns into a little bit more. And there's, you know, it does some groaning that happens. A little less zombie, a little more sexy. (laughs) And the heat turns up quick for them. Like Mm -hmm. they're all of a sudden they're kissing. And then he's like, I have to be inside you. And she's like, yeah, you're invited. (laughs) Come on in. Doors open. And after they're kind of cuddling together and he's holding her and he's like, I could get used to this. Like not just like sex with her, but he, her, like he likes her. Mm -hmm. He feels very comfortable with her and he's able to be himself with her, which he hasn't been able to do in a while. That's growth, man. Yeah. And he's telling himself, (laughs) like, I wish I wouldn't have started this with a lie. Like, I wish I would have told her. Yeah. All of me. Mm -hmm. But he's like, I promise that I'm going to tell her before we leave Alaska. And he doesn't want to ruin what they have. And so for the next two weeks, three weeks, they're just like in a sex love fest. Mm -hmm. Just banging it out all the time. Having a great time. They even run out of condoms at one point. Oh, man. What a pickle. (laughs) Going at it. And he is very, they're both very serious about condoms, which great for them. Yes. Responsibility Mm -hmm. finest but he is even more so because he he's had a past with these puck bunnies who were Mm -hmm. like always trying to get up with them there's one in particular who was really crazy and (laughs) pretended to be pregnant with his baby and she ran into him on the plane it was so weird so Mm -hmm. she (laughs) her name was oh god (laughs) so her sister was pregnant and so Mm -hmm. she would take like a mold of her sister's belly and then wear it out I mean, that's commitment. It's creepy commitment. Yeah. So he's very sensitive. And then she was just like, oh, I was just joking. I know. Please oh. still just, remember that. <laughs> no big deal. And he's like, you tried to extort me for You're money. You're crazy. <laughs> You're a psycho. So they are very good about using condoms so mm-hmm. much so that they've run out of them. So they just, they have such a great fling, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're all into each other. It's just the two of them. And they are supposed to have a few more days in Alaska. They both are kind of waiting till the end to kind of individually confess their feelings. Like they fell in love on this trip, but they mm-hmm. haven't said it yet. And there's so much unsaid at this point. But he wakes her up very, very early in the morning. He's like, I need you to wake up. I have 
to go. He's dressed and he's packed already. And she's like, what's going on? What's going on? And it's his brother's wife. She went into labor and it's more than a month early, complicated. He needs to, his brother needs him. He needs to fly out right then. yeah. Yeah. And she's like, okay, yeah, I, I understand. Like, when do you need to leave? And he's like, I have a flight in less than two hours. I have to go now. She's like, what? And he's like apologizing. They wanted to fly back to Seattle together. They have so much they wanted to say. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to go, but he has to go. And she's like, I get it. Your family needs you. You have to be with them. And he's like, I'll call. When I get there, I'll call you and let you know I landed and how everything is going. Don't worry. And he's like, I'm sorry, you have to leave. They're kissing. And he's like, I need you just one last time. <laughs> She's like, please, yes. It's also like, you feel like velvet. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would stay inside you forever if I could. Be a little awkward, but okay. <laughs> Be hard to walk Not in Not going to get stuff. much done. <laughs> they just have like this last sexual moment together. Mm-hmm. And then he, he again, promises to call and he just has to leave. And she is just devastated, crying, so sad. She thought they had more time. They were supposed to have more time. And it's just, it's, it's like, it was like a heartbreaking goodbye. Mm-hmm. But then later that day, another summer storm comes and the power goes out and she realizes that there's no dial tone. Mm-hmm. The power has been out now for a little bit and she has to leave and he never got to call. The phone lines were down. So she does leave a note mm-hmm. in the cabin in his bedroom but that's it that's it and she leaves and they don't get in contact because they don't know each other's last name right they don't know last names and technically doesn't really know first names (laughs) yeah we do find out she called every alpaca farm in the area but couldn't track him down couldn't find him he didn't know how to find her and then 14 months go by Mm mm-hmm 14 months later. So now we're in present day, 14 months later, and she's moved, Mm -hmm. coincidentally, to the city he lives in, where he plays hockey, and she got a job with a friend at an aquarium, Mm -hmm. because she loves aquatic animals. (laughs) So she's at the aquarium, working, giving a tour, and RJ is there. What? What? And he is there because one of his teammates' sons has a birthday party. Right, which just sounds like chaos. (laughs) And it, it, it does absolutely mm-hmm. sound like chaos. Mm-hmm. For a second, she she sees him and she's like, can't be him. Like, mm-hmm. she's been seeing him, right, right, for a while, like, thinking it was him and it's not. But it's him. Mm-hmm. And he sees her. They kind of walk to each other and they're just like... Moths to a flame. She doesn't even respond for a minute. He's like, do you remember me? <laughs> she's like, obviously. <laughs> right. And they're just like, I never thought I'd see you again. Here you are. And she's like, what What are you doing here? Why are you in Chicago? Mm-hmm. Are you visiting friends? And then that's when one of his teammates comes by and is like, hey, Captain, time for a team pick. Uh-huh. And she's like, team picture and then it, and she finds out right 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 everything I told you super lie super big lie <laughs> I'm the captain of the biggest hockey team in the country everybody knows me and loves me well okay then he's super rich which mm-hmm. for me would be like bonus be like, okay I forgive you <laughs> but for her she's like how dare you how dare you lie to me mm, was everything a lie and she's like I thought you were an alpaca farmer in New York and she's <laughs> like, like this is a step above right this is mm-hmm. what we would call a bonus right where instead of an alpaca farmer he's a professional hockey player and he's doing very well for himself alpacas are cute but like 
Yeah. I feel like one is if you had to weigh them. But she's still just like, you lied to me about your job. And then she hears someone call him Rook and she's like, what's your name? Like, I think she's just like really blindsided. What's going on? What is happening? Like, mm-hmm. what else did you lie about? Are you really who I thought you were? And he's like, let's just go on a date. Let's catch up. I want to take you out. And she's like, I don't even know you. Like, why would I go on a date with you? Right. And then she eventually is just like, I have to go. Like, I think it was just very overwhelming for her to see him. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, I got to get out of here. I could see how it might be shocking because the last 14 yes. months, she's just thinking he's RJ and he's an alpaca farmer. <laughs> right. And she never thought she'd see him again at this point. Right. right. 14 months is a significant amount time. of time. Mm-hmm. I think at that point, she had just told accepted herself it. like, yeah, accepted she's not going to see him again. So... I will give RJ some points here. He is very persistent. Mm -hmm. Very persistent. He comes back to the aquarium every day. (laughs) Which can't be cheap, by the way. Aquarium's like 20 bucks to get in. 20 bucks to get in. I know. I went to the aquarium in Tulsa for the first time, (laughs) Uh like two months ago. They were like, oh, $22. I was like, what the hell? You're not even getting a movie out of this. (laughs) Like, this is really 20 bucks. And then you get in and you still got to pay for like all those little things. And I'm like, nah. I mean, first and last time at the aquarium, the zoo is pretty cheap. Zoo's cheap, yeah. Like seven bucks a and ticket. And it's cheaper when it gets colder. <laughs> yeah. But the zoo, I feel like, is bigger. You get to walk a lot. Right. If it's nice out, the uh-huh. zoo can be f- more fun. But it's not like you can really interact with, like, the fish. <laughs> the aquarium's very dark, kind of small. I did like the sea turtle, but that's about it for me. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's for children and not for me, so... But even for children, I'm like, how many times can you go? Well, like, children get in free, but, like, someone's yeah. got to take them, so that's why I'm and paying that's where 20 bucks money. a pop. <laughs> Jeez. I'm telling you, like, if you're going to the aquarium, just t- just have one parent go. It's just not worth it for two. No, it's not. <laughs> it's definitely not. Anyways... <laughs> He can afford the ticket. He is very rich. Right. The 20 bucks is not putting him out like it is for us. (laughs) And he's been going nine days in a row trying to talk to her. Hope she's worth it. (laughs) I'm kidding. But she's just not talking to him. And she's talking to her friend just like, I never thought I would see him again. And she also started to see somebody recently. And it's her neighbor Mm, who's mm -hmm. just like... He's in the way. He's very nice, but like very boring. Mm-hmm. And so she feels bad about that. And she's just overwhelmed with seeing RJ. But he's just like very persistent again. He's like, please, can we talk? I know I lied to you and you're, you know, you have every right to be angry with me. But just give me a chance to explain. I mean, because his teammates even said he's been so different since he came back from Alaska. Yeah, he started his career as a playboy. Right. And they're like, oh, is this about Alaska girl? Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, he gets a phone call and it's from her number. So he's like, hi, hi, like, <laughs> do you want to hang out? And she's like, it's not Lainey. It's her friend, Eden. Mm-hmm. And she's trying. She she knows Lainey would like to probably talk to him, but she's just not making the move. So she <laughs> meddles in there, which thank you, Eden. Eden tells RJ that Lainey has a lot on her plate and she probably hasn't mentioned it to you, but she probably should. And she kind of helps him by saying like, this is her schedule. Why don't you come by this day, this time? Lainey's scared, but if you're serious about this second chance, why don't you come this day? And so he does. Lainey agrees to taking a walk with him and they're talking. And again, he's just apologizing like, yes, I lied about my job but everything else was me mm-hmm. I was a hundred percent myself when we were together and she does understand I think she's now accepted like I understand now seeing your life and what it is I understand why you wanted to kind of keep yourself protected but then she says I have to tell you something Mm-mm. and she says I have a son what? 
I when I tell you I was shocked, I was shocked. Mm-hmm. Like books don't shock me anymore. Right. <laughs> really? I did not see this coming. Yeah, a pregnancy always shocks me. I didn't see it coming. I feel like he and I were shocked <laughs> together because <laughs> he was shocked too. And she tells him that, you know, it took her a couple months to realize she was pregnant whenever she went home. Naturally. <laughs> like she thought that she was just like super lovesick, like mm-hmm. crying, throwing up from being upset. Nope, but then just she realized <laughs> like, nope, missed my period a few times, went to the doctor. Could you imagine finding out you're pregnant? You had this amazing fling with this guy. Wonderful memory. And you can't even get a hold of him to be like, you got me pregnant. Yeah. So Oof. the son is four months old and <sighs> she says, Cody is yours. And he's like, how is that possible? We use condoms every time. And she goes, yes, except. But he's still just like, how can it be mined? And he is so rude. And he goes, unless you fished a used condom out <gasps> of the trash and turkey basted yourself. Mm. Bad look, my friend. Wow. Real bad look. I just love that when a woman has to tell a man I'm pregnant, it's not great for her either, especially if it's unexpected. And then they're always like, you're trying to trap me. And I'm like, okay. And he does have the history of the girl pretending she's pregnant, but like this is Laney. This yeah. is different. This is Laney. Mm-hmm. He they had they were in love. Right. And she's like, that is disgusting and appalling and disturbing that you would think that I would do that. Right. And he's like, Well, what other explanation do you have unless I magically inseminated you from across the country? He's like snapping at her, saying just like the harshest things. And she goes, Because we use protection every time except the last time. Mm-hmm. And then he sinks because he remembers in their goodbye. Mm-hmm. They had sex without a condom. Remember that, RJ? Remember that? You were there. And then he's just like, I have a son. Do you know what he would have to do to make me not hate him at that point? Like, those are really mean. I know. Insensitive words. I know. And she just is like, do you want to see a picture of him? Like, she's very nice to him uh. after this. And she shows him a picture. And the kid looks just like him. Of course, yes. <laughs> the kid looks just like him. He's like, oh my God, I have a, I have a child. I have a son. Mm-hmm. And then it hits him. Reality sinks in and he considers all the things he missed. Her entire pregnancy, the birth of his child, the first four months of his life. She's been doing this all by herself. Yes. And he missed all of it. She fully accepted that she was going to be a single mom. Yes. And then he asks if he can meet him. And she says yes. The the baby's asleep, but she brings him back to the apartment. Her friend's there watching him, obviously. And she brings him in, lets him see him while he's sleeping. And his mind is spinning, right? And he's like, I can help. I'll help. My schedule is crazy, but when I'm not traveling, I'll be here. I'll take care of you both. I'll set up a nursery in my house. And she's like, what? No. Too much. Back off. Mm-hmm. Because she realizes that he has a lot more money than she does. Uh, yeah. And she, he has access to way more resources than she does. And she's feeling very very protective, right? She's been a single mother thus far with like without him. She's been doing it by herself. She's making it work. And now he's coming in and she's worried that he's going to kind of take her son away. Right. And she's like, we don't need to be taken care of. We've made it this far on our own. No dice. (laughs) No. (laughs) And she kind of like has him leave. And RJ calls his sister. His sister's like, you're an idiot. Mm -hmm. You're a straight up idiot. Listen to what you're saying. Like she has gone through all of this on her own Mm -hmm. and you come swooping in 
and try to make it all better with all of your money. Mm-hmm. And she's like, just a guess. I think she's terrified you're going to try to take him away from her. She's like, you're an idiot. Get it together. Her sisterly advice is like, show that you can help in other ways. And so that's what he does. He mm-hmm. has groceries delivered. He That's right. Yeah. Get them diapers. <laughs> right. He has mm-hmm. diapers delivered. He has everything delivered just to help. So she sees it all when she comes in and she calls him and she thanks him. And they're just like, this isn't easy for either one of us. This is something we're going to have to work through together. You know, he tells her, I don't want to take Cody away from you. I just want to help and be part of his life and yours however I can. And so they have a good conversation and she actually invites him over for dinner that night. Were you as appalled about what he said to her as you were in the change up? (laughs) No. Really? Yeah. I think because the change up, the things he said to her were all things that like made her different and made her her. Mm -hmm. Like he shit all over her personality and everything that makes her special. Yeah. And this obviously was horrible things to say, but for some reason didn't hit as hard as the change up for me. Like in the change up, he was just like, I hate everything about you. I hate everything that makes you you. Uh And this, he just had like- But he was like, how could, I I mean, he basically was like, how did I magically inseminate you? Like, I feel like if I had experienced 14 months- of being a single mom. I tried to find you. You gave me false information. And then you accused me of trying to, I would just like, I would lose it. Yeah, I wasn't, I mean, obviously it's horrible. And I felt like he was the biggest jerk ever, but it wasn't as bad as the change up for me. Okay. That was, that's still my number one. Okay. It'll be hard to beat. I still don't forgive him for that. (laughs) (laughs) So that night he comes over, they make dinner. He's very helpful and they have just an honest conversation. You know, he's like, I don't want to take him away from you. And she tells him like all this time he's just been mine. So it's scary for the idea of having to share him. And he's like, I get it, but he wants to be in it together with her. And she's like, is that what you really want for us to be in this together? And he's like, yeah, I was hoping that we could see if we still fit. He's like, I know I have to work to earn back your trust. And I know that I messed this Damn up. Straight. <laughs> and then she tells him, you know, I think for Cody's sake, it's worth trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they definitely should give it a shot. Yeah. And she's like, we worked well together before. Everything <laughs> was very different before. Right. So we'll have to, you know, take it one day at a time. But they're like, I think we're worth a shot. Very mature. <laughs> and then she shows him the photo albums of her being pregnant him being born his full name is Kodiak RJ Carver so RJ obviously and mm -hmm. Kodiak is the town in Alaska so very cute they're kind of figuring their way out together and there's one day where she's very sick Mm -hmm. she has like a flu or a bug and so he steps in he takes care of Cody he goes grocery shopping at the end of the day he's like I don't know how she's done this by Mm -hmm. herself for all these months he's beat yeah yeah he's like (laughs) I think that's why I'm so upset right now I know he's like I this is the change up for me yeah yeah he's like I don't know how she's done it this is yeah so much work Mm -hmm. like obviously (laughs) while she's sick her parents call he does overstep a little bit here I think because she has an interesting relationship with her parents her parents are very overbearing Mm -hmm. and she actually moved to be away from them because they're just all up in her business all the time calling all the time all up in her business he invites them out he pays for their flights to come visit which she does appreciate, but I feel like she, he should have asked before. He straight up should have asked. I feel like he should have asked before. What he if, just like yeah. did it. Oh my God. Yeah. Because sometimes you have to really kind of mentally prepare for a, a parent visit. It's a lot sometimes. Especially if you're not close. And, and they're overbearing. They're overbearing. He should have asked, but she does appreciate it. But I feel like gray area for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But on the on the flip side, right? So she does recognize that he has proven that he's really in it. He's right. he's really committed. She can tell he's all in. He still is just like, I know I've made mistakes, but I'm trying my best to make up for them. And they're on the same page. Like they're in it together. At some point, they decide that Lainey and Cody will come stay at his place. Mm-hmm. And he has set up a whole nursery for him. Mm. And it's like hockey and Alaska themed, I think. <laughs> like, it's very cute. She, he makes her feel very at home. He even is like, you can have one of the spare bedrooms if that makes you more comfortable. But she's like, no, where's your bedroom? Mm. <laughs> and for the first time since Alaska, they really share a kiss that's mm-hmm. more than just like a kiss on the cheek. And once they have that moment, they're just like, ooh, gotta have you. <sighs> yep. Pick up where they left off. Yep. They're both just like, I missed you. I missed us. And they're just all in. All in. All in. It just works out well for them. Yeah. Because that's they, what I'm looking for in a romance book. <laughs> so true. He tells her he loves her. She says, you know, she loves him. And he says, I wanted to tell you that I loved you in Alaska, but we ran out of time. Long story short, basically, so he in Chicago and both of their families are on the West Coast Mm -hmm. and he has an opportunity to play for a team over there and so he tells her like I have this opportunity contracts up totally up to you if you want to move, I'll, I'll take this job and we can be close to the family, our families. Right. Leaves it up to her really to make the final call. Like they agree that they're going to make the move. Yay. They're going to move. It's going to be good for them. A new start for them. And then the epilogue is he wants to propose. Oh. And he does it in a very cute way mm-hmm. where he has Cody kind of like waddle over to her with a ring box. How, how could you say no? <laughs> and she doesn't, of course. And he's says he loves her he loves both of them and every day is better than the last and will you marry me and she says yes very sweet (sighs) Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that's it that's a lie for a lie yeah you don't forgive him (laughs) there's there was a rage inside I think it was because yeah it's it's so tough to be that and then to say that you loved her you were in love with her there Mm -hmm. you didn't get an opportunity to tell her she tells you she's pregnant with your kid and you're just like how the hell did this happen how did you I mean did you turkey baster yourself I was like that that is so incredibly offensive to say I I snatched an old condom out of the trash I know got a turkey baster suck that you know and then just like I just that's really hateful thing to say very hateful after experiencing the whole pregnancy without anybody to help her you know what I mean and after you're right after they were in love he should have had that level of trust with her that he should have known her enough to know she would never do that right like, what does she gain out of that? But I did like it. And again, I'm not often shocked by a romance. Right. 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 And the baby thing, I gasped out loud. I was like, what? Like, I just did not see it coming. I was shocked. I mean, I feel like I should have seen it coming a little bit because obviously at the beginning of the book, which we don't really talk about, but that crazy girl, Sissy, we had the backstory of her pretending to be pregnant. Right. If I was smart enough, I would have seen that as foreshadowing, but I didn't. It was, I was shocked. <laughs> just flabbergasted. Well, I think as you're so caught up in the actual plot. Yeah. You know, I just didn't. Yeah. I also, we've talked about this before, but I don't often think about how the book will turn out when I'm reading it. Right. I'm just like along for the ride. Yeah. So I'm never like, oh, I bet that will happen. Oh, Uh I wonder if that's going to happen. Even with movies, I just like watch it. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I never am just like, oh, I wonder if that's how it'll turn out. Yeah, I mean, you gotta enjoy the journey. Like, oh, like we're watching Only Murders in the Building. Uh Ben will be like, 
oh, I wonder who. It, yeah. He'll like predict or ask me who I think uh-huh. is the killer. And yeah. I'll be like, oh, I haven't even thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just don't think about how things are going to end. Yeah. I mean, it's like people going to like a magic show and then trying to like debunk them as they're doing magic. Like, I just want to enjoy it. Like, just I'm just going to watch it. Let me pretend it. magic exists. <laughs> I'm just going to read the book. I'm along for the ride. Right. <laughs> so this one really shocked me, but I liked the book. I do like a good plot twist. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely going to read the second book. There's four. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yay. It was good. Good book. So our next book is At the Stroke of Midnight by Tara Civic. Yes. And we've read one of hers before. We read a Christmas one. A Christmas one. And it was so funny. It was so funny. And this book is equally as funny. She's just a hilarious writer. She is hilarious. So that's our next one. Yeah. Well, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Subscribe to our podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.